This is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where I say goodbye to my co-host and wonderful friend. I'm Shayna Roth, and Jake Near, this is your last episode of Mishmash. I'm not crying, Shayna. You're crying. Yes, yes, I am crying. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> this is so sad. We've been doing this together for so long. Five years, yep. And while there is a lot of news going on this week that we normally try to unjumble, the biggest news in my heart is that Jake is headed off to a fresh new job. And, well, it's my show now, so we're going to say goodbye to our wonderful host. Jake, please tell everybody where you're headed. Automotive News uh, in Detroit and is... It's an international company based in Detroit, and I am going to be going there to head up a really exciting investment that they're making in audio storytelling, which is my bread and butter here at a really exciting time for the automotive industry. Think about, you know, electrification, supply chain issues, workforce issues. It's sort of a remaking of this industry that is inseparable from Michigan, Detroit, and really the rest of the world. And we are going to miss you. We've been doing this show together since before we even had a web page or really were officially doing it. As you said, it was about five years. So what has your experience been like? Oh, with Mishmash? Oh, my gosh. Uh, this is my passion project, Shana. I mean, <laughs> it's our passion project, I feel like. I mean, uh, we were never told by anyone that we had to do this. We just felt like it was such an important thing to do. I mean, this this show is all about empowering people to feel like they have agency over some really, really big and impactful issues that affect us all that sometimes, honestly, we don't always feel like we have any control over. It's about civic duty. It's about paying attention to stories that we might otherwise think, oh God, I can't fit this into my head right now. Why do I care about this? Well, we're going to tell you why we care. I mean, uh, what a what an amazing honor to be able to have that sort of goal and 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 to work toward that in a time when it's really tough, when so many other things in media are about dividing people and about how we don't have agency or power over the world. Um, this is such a, a beautiful thing to be able to talk about what's great about getting involved and and changing things uh, in, in any way that you can. So you and I sort of bonded because I actually got your old job. I That's started right. at Michigan. I started at Michigan Public Radio in 2016. Uh, not a huge year for politics. There really wasn't a whole <laughs> lot going on that year. Nothing, wasn't busy no. at all. <laughs> no. I think I slept through the entire year. We wish. No, that was an absolutely insane year in politics and a crazy year to start a job like being a political reporter at Michigan Public Radio Network. But you were always so helpful and patient and you helped me get my feet on the ground in that crazy new job. And now that you're fully stepping away from politics, I'm curious, what is your favorite memory of covering the Capitol? Oh, man. Favorite is such a hard word <laughs> because... Give me some of the highlights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, f I feel like the things that stick out most to me are those late night sessions. You know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about, Shana. Yep. Lame duck. Uh, you know, it's, it's that time. I mean, if you listen to Mishmash, you probably know what lame duck is. But just in case, 
you know, every two years when an, when a session officially ends and it's right after one of the big even year elections and all the bills die at the end of the session if if they haven't been passed already, that is like two or three weeks when everything moves and passes all the big controversial stuff, right? And for me, I mean, there's a lot about like, you know, those those big things. I mean, my first year, talk about 2016, that was a huge year. When I started 2012, another huge year, right to work, uh, the emergency manager on steroids bill that then led to things like Detroit's bankruptcy and the Flint water crisis after that. That lame duck session was all of this huge, controversial uh, in many people's eyes, earth-shattering legislation. And I was this newbie that <laughs> was just trying to learn who was representing people in the legislature. But one of the things to me that was always wonderful outside of the policymaking and the bickering and the floor speeches was literally just sort of walking through the state capitol building at three o'clock in the morning when it was weirdly quiet in the hallways and people weren't around. It's just like pinching yourself like this is my job. Like I'm here when everyone else is asleep covering these super important issues for when they wake up. And I'm in this beautiful place where all this not so beautiful stuff is happening. And it's just like, you know, it, it was it, it was surreal. I mean, it still feels surreal thinking back. Like, I actually, we actually did that. Like, I don't know if you feel the same way, but <laughs> I definitely do. I do. I mean, there are many days where I miss being at the state capitol. And as annoying as some things were about it, <laughs> parking in downtown Lansing, Ugh. parking in downtown Ugh. Lansing. <laughs> the worst. I mean, there was there was always very much a sense of camaraderie. Among the press corps, which surprised me very much from the start when I got to Lansing, I was expecting it to be like in movies or or like you hear about (laughs) where it's very cutthroat and everybody's trying to get the scoop first. And then you realize that, like, you know, it's state politics. Everybody's going to figure it out. And everybody was so kind and always just so great about helping you out and helping you figure out what needed to be done while still always, you know, doing their own stuff. You know, (laughs) it it had a really good mix of some competitiveness, but also just very familial, which I always loved about being at the state capitol amongst the other reporters. Yeah. And it's such a rare thing, right? I mean, you know, even while I was at Michigan Public Radio Network, uh, when you'd go to other places to cover a story, whether it's Detroit or Flint or Grand Rapids or up north or anywhere, and you were with a different group of reporters, it was more like those TV shows and movies where everyone's just sort of like trying to get their place in the scrum and like throwing elbows and like talking over each other. Um, so, you know, and and I, I want to give a huge shout out to the Capitol Press Corps as it stands right now. I mean, just a, a lot of wonderful human beings that have been featured on this show. I think a lot of our listeners know who they are, uh, who are doing amazing work and are doing it, uh, you know, primarily with the audience in mind and, and, and voters and residents of Michigan in mind that this, you know, these are folks who really take this job seriously and know how important it is. And all of the other stuff that doesn't matter as much um, is not, you know, it, it's amazing to see a group of people who know what the mission is, who know what's important uh, and, and get it done every day. And I hope that people listening are, 
you know, uh, supporting local journalism and supporting the folks who are doing this work. Uh, and even sometimes if you aren't uh, a fan of, of some of the things that are written or said, uh, that you know that, you know, with, with, with journalists under attack the way that they have been, especially political journalists, and it's getting worse, these are really uh, heroes in our society in some ways that, you know, that, that even if even you know, every journalist gets a story wrong, I have I, any any journalist I know has had, had an error that they have had to correct. But at the end of the day, they're trying to do what they're trying to do is, is inform you and educate you about our state and our world. And, um, you know, they're on our side. We could cry and get all sentimental about what you'll miss most about WDET, about Mishmash, about state politics. But I'm curious, what won't you miss? <laughs> uh, it's no secret that work-life balance is not always uh, easy to navigate in this world of journalism and and radio. I mean, right now I produce a uh, daily talk show, an hour of live radio every day. Uh, that, you know, that the subject matter could change at 11, 12 o'clock, uh, you know, or, you know, in, in one o'clock in the morning, you know, if someone really important passes away, sometimes we have to change our, our trajectory for the very next day. I will not miss, uh, you know, being on call pretty much 24-7 and the 24-7 political uh, you know, news cycle uh, every single day. I mean, it 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 can really, honestly, uh, wear you down after a while. And the last few years, last several years, I would say, have been incredibly challenging in that regard. Um, it just has not let up. Uh, we've been through a pandemic. We're on the third year of a pandemic right now. Uh, and so having a little time to really figure out what I, uh, you know, what, what's important uh, for me personally and spending more time with my family, hopefully, uh, those are the things that I think are, um, you know, going to be a change and, uh, and a welcome change. What are your thoughts about where politics is heading? We are always talking about giving people agency, getting them involved, and it can constantly feel like the news is happening to us and that we don't really have a way of influencing it. But I know that you are very much a believer that people can have agency in politics. So where do you think politics is heading and how can people be a part of that? It's really hard to be optimistic right now about the future of politics, I think. I mean, I mean, there's just a lot going on right now that is you know, the, the future seems so unclear. And it, in, in some ways, there are things that feel bleak a lot. And I feel that a lot, um, even as someone like you said, that that really feels strongly that uh, we we can all feel like we have more agency over the world than we do. And that doesn't necessarily mean we can individually control in any way what happens. Um, you also know, Shana, uh, that I can be uh, what is the word? Pollyannishly optimistic <laughs> sometimes. Like, you know, I'm, I'm ever the optimist. And, and even then, sometimes it is tough. I think right now we're, we have we have a real problem on our hands. All of the incentives in politics, it seems like, are going in a direction of further division, of further, um, you know, making sure that we are scapegoating and trying to appeal to the most base instincts of the bases out there, of the people who are, you know, the people you want to get fired up, you know, the the extreme sort of sides. And 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 I'm not going to both sides this. 
it is it is happening more on the right end of the political spectrum right now than it is on on the on the left and and that is that is just a verifiable fact go look at Matt Grossman at, at Michigan State University's political science uh, department to see uh, you know how quantifiable that is it's just a fact um, but you know I think that there is something to be said about when people start paying more attention when 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 people know what they what their involvement can be especially start getting involved in and keyed into what's happening locally instead of what's happening nationally and internationally uh, you start seeing more nuances it starts getting less about uh, red versus blue or right versus left or you know me versus them it's the issues that affect you and your neighbor and all the people around you uh, that are happening on the state level, on the local level, the county level. All of those things really start to give you a different perspective about what politics can be and what it what it doesn't have to be either. You know, so I think that that is a really great way to start feeling like you have a place in these conversations directly is when you start getting involved locally. And then also, the little things help, you know, the 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 little things like just voting, <laughs> voting in every election. You know, we just had an election in May that maybe even people who listen to this podcast aren't aware of that that just happened. Find out what's on your ballot every time there's an election and, and cast a vote, especially in those elections that there aren't as many people voting. You have more power that way. And then get involved. You know, what do you care about? Select one issue that you think really matters to you and and start, you know, thinking about how you can get involved in that even uh, at a grassroots level. I mean, um, that that is what agency is. It's not about curing climate change or curing political divides in a big sense. It's about really making the little impact that you can have uh, where you are and with other people and start making connections with other human beings. And that's really where uh, your perspective starts to shift a little bit. And that was a really long way of answering your question. <laughs> it was a very complete answer. I would expect nothing less. Jake, before you sign off for the last time, is there anything else that you wanted to add? I just want to say thank you, Shana. I mean, I couldn't think of a better partner and friend in this journey, this mishmash journey uh, that, you know, I feel like you and I uh, have very similar experiences in state politics, but also I feel like it's just so easy every week and it's such a fun thing to come talk about these things with uh, someone I consider a true friend, a great partner in all of this. And also thanks to anyone who's been listening over the last five years. I mean, it's just to think that we can have people listen in on these conversations and, and hopefully are, we're having some impact and, and the nice notes that we've gotten from folks about what we do, um, that makes it all worth it, even if it's uh, sometimes, you know, a lot of work. Well, Jake, I wasn't the only one who wanted to say goodbye. Some members of the Capitol Press Corps also wanted to wish you well. This is Chad Livengood with Cranes Detroit. Hi, Jake. It's Zoe. Bye, Jake. This is Emily Lawler. Hi, Jake. It's Lauren Gibbons. Thank you for the work you've done elevating Hey, voices. Jake. This is Jonathan Osting. Hey, Jake. It's Zach Orchow. I want to wish you well as you head off to the Jake, automotive Rick news. Jake, here. We work together. I'm so, 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 so excited and thrilled. Congratulations on your new gig. Uh, we're going to miss you around the Michigan Capitol. I'm going to miss uh, talking to you on Detroit today. We're going to do in the Michigan and, uh, Politics Mishmash. Press Corps without the most famous WBFH. Jake Park. 
from the pack as he always comes armed with the facts. Jake researches and they You're so generous with your time and expertise and you've helped all of us grow. I appreciate it. You used your time well. You're an awesome partner. You impressed your sources and colleagues. Class you act, you're a great in. journalist. Uh, Michigan is lucky to have you. Goodbye, Jake. It's been a great ride. That's it, friend. We're done. Signed off for the last time. Oh, man. <laughs>